Well, in a week where a spittle double leaves a spitting double, nothing's really changed in the league. My name is Jarvie and I'm joined this week by Simon, Hammy and Cameron. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. Yes, Cameron, I'm not sure what spit and double actually means either. No, it's definitely a Jarveism. <laughs> There's been a few. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, how you doing boys? No Paddy this week. He's in Turkey getting his teeth done. Um, <laughs> Also taking matters into his own hands, trying to convince Balotelli to come to Hearts in January. Um, can't believe it's already been a week since Hibs won 0-0 at Tynecastle. <laughs> we, we move on to, to more pressing matters. Uh, Cameron, first of all, um, the Sky Lounge restaurant is no longer the number one um, ranked place on TripAdvisor. What have you got to say for yourself? Shocking. That's absolutely abysmal news. Really devastating. I mean... I guess they might have been a victim of their own success. You know, you know, as when something's going so well, there's always others trying to muscle in and get a pizza the action. Um, no, no, did you say pizza the action? <laughs> personally, 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 whenever I've been, it's it's been excellent. Shut um, up. <laughs> but but you never know. You know, all teams have a stumble. You know, you get one member who might overcook a pass or two. So. There you go. But seriously, genuinely on this, quite shocked. And I think there's only one group to blame. It's probably kickback. I'd imagine they go to hospitality. And at the end of hospitality, they boo one course every week. (laughs) (laughs) Just poor ratings from Hearts fans. (laughs) Bringing it down. Uh, Who's number one now, Hammy? It's the, the gourmet mash bar. (laughs) <laughs> wow, um, I mean that sounds good. To be fair, I, I do love mashed potato. <laughs> I've, I've never been. It's up uh, up near the castle way, so uh, if you're in the area, a bit of gourmet mash. So it'll be it's overpriced not... as fuck, I. Oh, I. Well, it's just a mashed potato restaurant. Uh, I believe so. I. Aye, but they'll sell. It'll be like dishes based around mashed potato. It would just be. <laughs> Just a fucking beige bowl of mashed potato. Just like tapas with mashed potato. <laughs> it's all the same. Yeah. It's just all the exact same. <laughs> um, I was thinking, Cameron, could Adam McInef possibly be put to good use and work a few shifts there? Look, that train semi got restarted this week when he made the bench. So we'll park that for just now. The man still seems to have a wee bit of a job. <laughs> Good stuff. Go on your cell, Markinef. Um, Hammy, on to more serious matters, although it is a bit of a joke. Um, SPFL member clubs Aberdeen, Dundee, Dundee United, Hearts and Hibs have instructed independent advisors to assist in a strategic review of the SPFL. What's this all about? Um, I think you pretty much summed it up there. Um, these, these breakaway clubs, as I'm sure they'll be getting called, have decided to um, take matters into their own hands and look at revamping the SPFL, essentially doing the SPFL's job. Um, so the plan is to have a look at the commercial growth, um, the SPFL brand, the SPFL structure, governance, organisation, resources and competition and strategic projects. Now, the first two are probably 
the biggest, um, you know, commercial growth. And just there's a point in the statement here that says, for reference, the current annual distribution distribution um, to member clubs is 27 million a year. So that's um, between 42 clubs, 27 million a year, and they have an aim of getting that up to at least 50 million. Which I I don't see why not. 27 million a year is pitiful. Um, so I wanted to have a look into the actual figures and see where this money was coming to. And I looked at the big cinch deal. Um, and that's worth, I think it's 1.8 million a season. Um, split between 1.6 million a season split between 42 clubs. That's for the sponsor of the league. And remember, we at times twice have never had a sponsor for the top league. Um, so looking at that and looking at the SPFL brand as well. So it says the SPFL is one of the most exciting leagues in Europe. And it's, they're maybe, they're obviously pushing that a bit, but <laughs> it's um, per capita. It's one of the highest attended leagues in Europe. It is the highest attended league in Europe. So again, I don't think it's it's necessarily a bad thing. And so these clubs are coming in, they're getting um, Delotti, who... Delight. Know, Delight, sorry. I know that they, they were called independent. Title of the podcast, sorry. <laughs> they were called independent, but they were also the, the company that did the investigation into the Dundee vote. So I don't think they're as independent as has been made out. Hmm. Um, but the only good things can come of this, I hope. Um, I remember it was in 2014, Barry Hearn came up. He was invited to give a keynote speech about the SPFL and he absolutely ripped them to shreds about everything um, and absolutely nothing happened. He did an interview last year where he said his, his train fare to Glasgow was wasted and quite rightly, um, we were going nowhere. At that time, again, we didn't have a sponsor and he says if I was in charge and we didn't have a sponsor, the guy would oh, get in the building. Can you imagine if he was like, <laughs> he is the man that Led the breakaway in darts. That's who we've got yeah. the PDC. We'd have players with walk ons, there'd be pyros. Oh my, <laughs> get them in, get them in. He said, he said two years ago he would never be chief executive, he would have to own the entire brand. And yeah. aye, give him it. Essentially, it boils just, down to the clubs don't want Doncaster and all that running the game anymore. That's the long and short of it. Um, I, will, I, I read a I read a part building on what you just said. I read an article saying that um, when we were offered the Satanta deal, um, they were offering thirty million pound a year to be distributed. So it's actually gone down since Satanta offered us money. Wow. How how is that possible? Yeah. If you adjust inflation, if you adjust inflation, that's an incredible loss of value on what the league's distribution between the clubs is. Mm. It's just not good enough. They're fucking shite. And now we are having to fucking get people in to pay. To, we are paying people and them to do one job. What? Mm-hmm. How embarrassed would you be, man, if you were just publicly called out? And they've all come out. Maxwell and all are like, my well, we, we welcome it. Do you fuck? You'd be fuming. Mm-hmm. You'd be fuming. But I hope they all fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I completely, completely agree. And... Mm-hmm. Deep down, because Celtic and Rangers aren't involved, I've got this feeling that it'll amount to nothing. Because aye, well they've if, they've protected themselves doing that um, eleven out of twelve vote. Aye, they've exactly. just protected themselves because they just have to get a couple of clubs on side and they don't have to fucking bother. Um, but I know there, there was rumor again when I was reading into this. It seemed like a couple months ago there was rumors of an actual breakaway league getting started and formed, and there was rumors going about and. 
this and that. I think Tom English had talked about it. Um, so obviously, I think this might be the SPFL going, we'll give you this if you calm down a bit type thing. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where it goes and what the what comes from it. I'm sure there's thousands of improvements that can be made. I'm sure there is. You just, uh, just got to hope they actually read it and do something about it and don't use it as toilet paper to hand it. Well. <laughs> just wouldn't be surprised. Scottish football. Uh, weird to see Hearts and Dundee working together. Uh, it was good to see John Nelms, uh, Dundee, beaten in the derby at the weekend, now sitting bottom of the table. So, <laughs> Simon, yeah. on to almost on the pitch stuff, contract stuff. Um, Peter Harron's been speaking to the press this week and the subject of his contract has come up. Um, where are you at this stage with Haring? Do you think he's? Do you think he should be offered a new deal? Yep, one hundred percent. I still think he's top, top three, top two centre mids we've got. Obviously, there's there's a couple have come in, could replace him, but he's not done anything to make me think that he can keep playing at this level. He's adjusted his game. He's not got the pace maybe that he used to. He was never fast, obviously, but I still think he's got plenty left in the tank. That's good. Yeah, he's got a good partnership going with Benny. Um, he is. He's twenty-eight now. Does that concern you at all? Still young man compared to some. Prime his career. Genuinely, it's like that's that's when people, especially centre mid, should be coming into the prime of their career. Yeah. Fair enough. I I agree. I think he's got another couple of years in the tank at Hearts, um, and who knows? Put in a couple of good years, keep fit, might still get him sold on. That's the model. Um, speaking of contracts, this is quite specific. Uh, the Edinburgh Evening News conducted a poll regarding John Souter and his contract situation, and 42.9% of Jambos believe that Souter will sign a new deal before going on to be sold in the summer. <laughs> Would you be one of them to tick that box? Nah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not ticking any boxes on the Edinburgh Evening News website if anyone's ever been on it. It's the worst <laughs> website in the world. <laughs> This has just become Cameron's gripes. <laughs> <laughs> that is a terrible website. There's so many adverts you can't read it anything on it. Yeah, get you now have to. You get five free articles a week now, and you now have to have an account just to read those free articles. I'll no be reading any of them then. No. <laughs> Why would a paper that's got a limited viewership restrict that viewership? <laughs> I just don't get it, man. Mm. It must. They must. It must work, or they wouldn't do it. But. That's the answer you'd hoped for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, no, it's all it's been very Rangers in here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think John's ever resign. Um, Do you know, you think he's going to leave for free then? I mean, it's the it's the trend. Obviously, it's a different group of people dealing with these contracts at Hearts this year. But the trend over the last ten years is that we let our good young players go away for free. Hmm. You'll have, I know he won't be allowed to, but you'll have clubs talking to him now. Aye. Um, Surely. Um, and I know Hearts could throw so many assurances at him, but he's got, if he's getting offered a move to the championship, he'll, he'll take it. It's, hot, it's annoying because we've sort of stood by him and all that, but I don't know if he really, does he owe much to Hearts? Does he, yeah. it's a risk for him, doesn't it? So, <laughs> fucking does. I don't. I think the thing is, and you talk about you know, 
teams standing by players when they're injured, and, and absolutely, it's the right thing to do. But at the same time, they're contractually obliged to have a yeah. duty of care of those players, so they don't, they don't really owe them anything. <laughs> All right, Mister Health and Safety. <laughs> He, he just owes us, right? <laughs> no, it, it would it would be sound if he did. Like it would yeah. be very sound, but like it, you've got to remember this is also a job for these guys. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I think before Sewer's injury, I think it was his first ACL. Um, there was a lot of transfer rumours back then about a Leeds, a Derby, dodged the bullet there, and some other teams of that level. So. Aye. it'd be good to see him play at a decent level down south but I want to get some money for him eh? yep um, well yeah, quite a reasonably quiet week doesn't help that Paddy's not here to get some transfer rumours swirling a bit um, <laughs> just uh, just cough into the mic and just shout like Balotelli or Maradona or something <laughs> Maradona that, that would be <laughs> some sign <sounding, aye. laughs> um, so Simon talk about some football interesting game at the weekend Um do you want to talk us through how we how we set up change of shape for once? Aye, so it's one of my, my talking points. So I suppose we could just talk about it here. Um, we started with started with a back four for the first time since I can remember. I'm I'm obviously never this season, and I can't really remember the end of last season. I was kind of a bit fucking sick at all. <laughs> I think we did that a couple of times at the end of last season, but yeah. again, we were just pissing about trying Aye. things. Right, so, that's great. Can we just skip to how many people were up front? Because it was two. <laughs> <laughs> was it though? Yeah. yeah. I think it was just one, but there was two strikers in the pack. Oh, boo. So I, I, I think it was a 4 1 4 1 with Murat right back, Halkett Suter. Uh, centre backs Kingsley, and then you had Beningame as like one holding mid. In front of him, you had um, Liam Boyce and Woodburn, and then the wingers you had Mackay and Mackay Stephen. Gary and Barry on the wings. Way. Gary and Barry on the wings. So I, I was kind of torn between thinking, well, if you're going to try something new and you've got a lot of these new players, and maybe it's looking all right in training, this is probably one of the games you do try it. And then also torn by say, between. Well, we've not actually lost and we've been playing quite well and, and another game against a team where you're going to be able to control the ball and impose sort of practice and those attacking scenarios in that formation, this is also a really good game to try that. So I was kind of torn between that, but then when you've seen the performance and you've seen how many chances we made and how many shots we had on goal, the possession, the control, we could have had three or four goals in the first half. We also could have conceded a few more than we usually do, but mm-hmm. it, it was good and it, it did give us a lot more creative output up front and, and Boyce didn't seem so isolated so I did enjoy it but it does leave Alex Cochran a bit out of place I felt that Kim getting dropped was a bit shan yeah well, think, here's a, here's what Nielsen said after the game which I think ties in with that quite well um, he said he want, he, did, he said we played a, a 4-1-4-1 but I think Cameron by technicality we did play two strikers so that's maybe by, a, a by ourselves we'll say that we started two up front just a, a bit of a spoiler there I think you're fair enough. Yeah. I think that's fair enough. Uh, he said, we wanted, like Simon just said, we wanted to work with um, five forwards, but that leaves space behind that group. And at times we were a wee bit open, right? just a wee bit, Mr. Nielsen. Um, playing two tens with Boyce and Woodburn, um, who weren't getting um, back that much. I thought that was a bit shady of him to, to out two players. He doesn't normally do that. 
Um, but he did have praise for Devlin. He said we put Devlin into the middle of midfield and it gave us more balance in the game. Um, it's the balance and the give and take. I'm not sure what he meant by that either. Um, I think what he means is having sort of Devlin as someone who can, it's maybe not as attacking a centre, a centre mid as like um, Woodburn or Boyce. Sort of. mm-hmm. Yeah, aye. Um, well, we go back to, to Cochrane, Simon. <clears throat> what was an interesting one? Stephen Kingsley put on a, a really impressive display going forward. He was putting loads of decent crosses into the box, something we've been lacking. Um, could it be that despite Cochrane being the shorter man, he's going to play at left centre-back and Kingsley secures left wing-back? Is that an option? Well, I was just thinking as well, and I, I don't really, I've not really seen much about it. Do you think we'll play like this more often? Or do you think this is just a flash of the pan, try to see what happens? I think Nielsen won't be happy with that myself. I think um, it didn't work. Yeah. I also think, I think Nielsen's went into that game and thought that Ross County would just be sitting with like nine men behind the ball and it would be five forwards, loads of stuff going on and we'll just be on top of them the whole game. I don't think Nielsen was expecting Malky Mackay to high press and it was really effective for Ross County. And they pinned us back and played behind those five attackers for a lot of the time. I think yeah, the, tactically it really didn't go well. Yeah, well, we were talking earlier when we were talking about shots, um, shots conceded and that. Ross County actually get quite a lot of shots on goal. They do they do actually do quite well. Um, and I think Nielsen was saying before the game as well that they are better than the table would suggest. So, mm-hmm. yeah, right. I think it is difficult um, because... The table at this this stage of the season can lie a bit. You're you're not really one hundred percent sure where everyone is going to fall at the end. So mm-hmm. maybe Ross County are a bit better than we estimated. Yeah, I thought they looked pretty decent. A much better team than I was expecting. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of stuff out wide, um, oh Robbie, don't you know what he's worth? Josh Janelli missed the game with a minor ankle complaint. <laughs> Aye, he's sprained his ankle. He's getting ten days rest. Apparently, but, that's what a minor ankle complaint is. <laughs> listen, that's fine. What when I heard this, what I thought is, if we had lost Janelli at the start of the season, right for ten days, we would have been like, "Well, we did. We pretty much did." So we would all been like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, who are we going to fucking play?" You and Henderson. Whereas Josh Janelli wasn't in a game. We had like what five attackers on? Do you say there? Yeah. Three of them were pretty much wingers. So mm-hmm. I, I want Janelli in the squad, but I'm glad that he can come out and we're actually all right. So sorry, he's out for ten days. Did you say? Yeah, apparently he's done this. So. <laughs> right, okay. Antivax. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point. Well, Nielsen said something like he done it in a bounce game, and this happened before the Hibs game. Like he fell out when he came on against Hibs, apparently. But you're talking like it's beyond ten days now. <laughs> if that was from a bounce Aye. game, so. Aye, Zeb just uh, no had his vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Hammy, Michael Smith was uh, given a, a much needed rest after his battle fatigue <laughs> you think that was well deserved? Uh, aye I think even sort of starting him in the last game and I guess knowing that he was going to have to come off or, or knowing that that was a possibility maybe you know in hindsight it wasn't the best idea um, aye he deserves a rest. He's played a lot. He's still playing internationally as well. So, um, mm. and 
being asked to play the wing back position that he's been playing, it's, it's a lot of effort for him. So if he's got a knock, let him rest and get him back fully fighting fit, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, from from what you've seen from the game, it was a funny one. It, we looked like when we had the ball, Moore basically shifted in as a third centre-back and Kingsley pushed up to join the attack as well. It, it just shows you from how we set up there. I, I'm pretty confident we went four at the back because Smith was out. So it just shows you how much we are lacking in depth back there. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's seen a, a replacement, a natural replacement in that position. So no, no, he's went because he he's been playing. He's played left centre back, right wing back for twenty minutes, and now a kind of right full back or right centre back. But it's handy to have the cover, but we don't have a right wing back until Logan's no. back and he's chucked in the deep end. So we'll see. Uh, Cameron Craig Gordon had some terrible, terrible feet at the start of this game. <laughs> I don't know if you have you seen his uh, attempted assist for Ross Callahan. Look, it's it's part of the Craig Gordon experience. It kind of always has been, and it always will be, um, and it, it'll always crop up at times. So um, that's all I have to say on the matter. <laughs> Fair enough. Still Scotland's number one. Still Scotland's number one, even with dodgy feet. He's got great hands. He's got hands that he's got like. Four hands worth of hands and one foot. <laughs> just, just, just kick it with his foot, hands. That's it. Right. I feel you. Um, I, if Ross Callahan was a Hibs fan, it would have been one nil at that point. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the on the ninth minute, Simon um, GMS had just tons of space in the middle of the park. Who found Liam Boyce, who had tons of space inside the box, who just slotted it past the keeper. Um, Aye. How wide open was that? Kind of, it was a bit of a surprise, wasn't it? Like mm. how it just went in. You didn't feel like it, like it looked right. It didn't look right. Aye, but aye. Um, wonderful pass for GMS. That's absolutely brilliant. Um, I thought he had actually had a really good game. One of his better games for Hearts. So maybe in, in more centrally, when he can come in a bit more centrally, he looks a lot more comfortable. Yeah, he's just absolutely fucking hopeless in front of goal. But I start shot on his right foot. Oh my he God. looked. He looked like he was like stumbling. You could see his brain thinking about how to kick a ball with his right foot. <laughs> yeah, uh, so like Ryan Christie levels to somehow shooting. I, I don't know what was going on there, man. His feet were just never in the right position. He never looked comfortable. <laughs> was um, Craig Gordon not the last segment? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> he is. <laughs> Um, but only nine minutes in, I thought oh, this could be a route. This could be—is it going to be eight or nine? With how open they were, aye. And Nand really should have had about eight or nine. Yeah, he could have done. He had a couple of good headers. But to be fair, the the Aussie keeper who was in the aye. Australian Olympic squad with uh, Cam Devlin, they were having a right chuckle together at times. Aye, they must uh, be like, how the fuck did we end up here <laughs> <laughs> in the fucking Highlands in Scotland? <laughs> know, it's nuts. Um, he had a very good game. He kind of got man of the match, I think, from the, the Ross County sponsors, which was fair enough, despite Aye. their spittle scoring too. I think Nandwili was a uh, played well, and I can you can appreciate him being maybe being a wee bit rusty in front of goal. Mm-hmm. And by two minutes after that, after that goal from Boyce and thinking it could be a route, our own defence looked just as shaky. Um, Stephen Kingsley, especially, do you want to talk us through? How, it was a weird goal as well, wasn't it? I feel like the defence just sort of shuffled about. Like every 
Ross County player had maybe like a one foot space around him at all times. And then the ball was just in the back of the net. No one closed down. No one put a foot in. And it, it was like the edge of the box. I understand being a bit more cautious, but I just don't get what they were up to. Yeah, it was weird. They just wouldn't tackle them. Aye. <laughs> yeah. Very strange. Um, what, what did you think of Barry Mackay's performance from what you've seen? It was, yeah, he was all right. He worked hard. Um, you want to see him get on the ball as much as you can, but you just got to wait and see with these players. They eh? like, can't expect them all just to come in, hit the ground running, look phenomenal. Yeah, that's it. I think his main attribute seems to be crossing. Like, he's quite clearly the best crosser of the ball we've got already from what I've seen. Aye. You can tell when he, when he is like, when he is looking good and on in his floor, you can tell that he is a really good player, though. Like, he yeah. just has that something about him. Just take him time to to get up to speed. Uh, he did have a, a bit of a howler, a one-on-one. He kind of found himself over the top, one-on-one with the keeper, and he took so long to take a shot that I could have drove to the Highlands <laughs> and blocked it myself. Um, so I, I'm sure he'll get sharper. Um, Hammy, another player that's we're hoping is going to get sharper every week, uh, Woodburn. He went off again with a wee niggle. Um, tight calf, apparently, but seems to be ongoing. You still happy with what you've seen from Woodburn, or do you think he could have hit the ground? Did you think he would have hit the ground a bit faster? Uh, no, I think, and uh, we'll maybe come to it a little bit later in another segment about some new players, but I think we maybe need... I don't know, I sort of feel that the expectations at the moment are very, 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 very high, like really high. We're at sort of near the top and everyone's going um, disappointed that we're not winning games, which isn't a bad thing. That's that's actually a really good thing. But when it comes to sort of the players, with Woodburn, I've seen Woodburn getting slated quite a bit, um, which I think's a bit unnecessary. He's only played two, three games. Um, mm. I think maybe folk are just expecting a bit too much from the players and from the team. Going to Dingwall and getting a point, it's... So no bad result. Um, obviously, I'd like them to win, but I think when you would, uh, yeah, I think maybe they're expecting a bit too much for Woodburn. And um, who's the other one? Mackay okay. as well. I okay. seen getting a bit of stick, not doing enough. Again, what you expect? Unless he's scoring goals, I think they're they're getting classed as having poor games, which is Camden. Aye, it's it's the performance as well. The performance wasn't terrible. It wasn't like we went up and scraped a draw. We we played yeah. well. We we created chances. It was exciting. It was a two all draw. I'm disappointed we didn't win, but mm-hmm. if we keep playing like that, we should be alright. Obviously, maybe not that open at the back, but yeah, there's there's stuff you can build upon for that. Yeah, exactly. And best building with five at the back and never go to four. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> I hope so. I'd rather, I'd much rather see us go into a game and have all those chances and be up there and actually going for it and finish two all than some of the football that we've seen last season. And if that had carried over and us sitting really tight and, and trying to win one nil in games, I'd much rather see what you've seen on aye. Saturday. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And that's been Nielsen's biggest criticism is that he is one of those managers that just plays for the one nils and sitting tight. So it's uh, only a good thing. But again, the game is always tight. It's not like we were too up at any point. Um, in fact, as we'll go on to Simon, it was 2-1 at half time. More questionable defender. Uh, aye, but it's the first time I've ever seen Benny make a mistake. Um, and to be fair, he does try and make the tackle. Um, and it was that Ross County winger who looked really good. 
I forgot his name. He has a double barrel second name, and I forgot it. Yep, one of Thomas Cook. Cook. <laughs> Aye, yeah. um, he he sort of gets lucky with the bounce of the ball, but still, you want Benny doing a bit better. Um, you don't want him to get that cross in, but he, he must be fucking. He's in it professional footballer so he's going to be good on the ball eh? so we'll give him that we'll give him one but never again Benny don't do me like that <laughs> first aye. warning aye but eh, he pulls it back in it's unlucky it comes off John Suter's heel and goes in the back of the net what are you going to do it's the right. it's the cross you've got to stop the cross aye. so I half time 2-1 fuck's sake hearts Dad's birthday, sitting there greeting in the birthday cake. <laughs> 60% possession, eight shots, two on target with the one goal. Frustratingly, Ross County had two shots and two on goal. Um, second half was really scrappy. <clears throat> um, we spoke about Cam, Cam Devlin already, coming on for GMS, 56 minutes in. Um, both both done fine. Um, Jamie Walker came on. It was a bit, of a, a bit of a shock to see him in the squad, never mind getting on the pitch. Um, Hammy, what did you think? Walker's performance, have you seen it? Uh, I've only seen the highlights. I have to admit, again, I'm going through um, on sort of what they're saying online, and it, it seems like he didn't do much when he came on. Well, that's harsh, um, I'd say. I'm, again, I'm only going on second-hand info here. I didn't see the game myself, but... <laughs> Depends what forum you're on, probably. Kick back yeah, and please, right? <laughs> I, I'll take it with a pinch of salt. I don't know if, if you've seen it and you, you can tell me differently. I thought he was fine. I thought he'd done as much, just as much as all the other five attackers on the park. Yeah. It's fine. Um, so for our goal, which brought back to two all, Devlin done the most unnecessary no-look pass to Boyce <laughs> I have ever seen in all of my football-watching life. Have you seen that? It's when, they're, it's when they're the best, though, when they're just completely unnecessary. Oh, I think he's going to very quickly become my favourite player. It's outrageous. Um, boys got brought down uh, in Kingsley's free kick, Simon. He can hit a ball. <laughs> he can hit a ball. He's done it before. And you look at all the players in that squad who you'd maybe, like, even before he stepped up to that, I was, like, kind of thinking, like, I know he scored them before, but I feel like there's better set-piece takers on the park. But, eh, uh, Ah, brilliant free kick. I love seeing when Hart score a free kick because you rarely see it. It's not something you see very often. We treat it. Uh, yeah. right. <laughs> I feel like the last person to score a free kick was Garuccio. That was Kingsley. <laughs> no, first, 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 right. first night of last season. Aye. Was it? How Dundee, aye. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <clears throat> Good shot. So... Aye, that was it to all. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Ross County did go five at the back for the last 20 minutes and just countered us, totally killed the game. Uh, I, I think Malky Mackay had Nielsen's number on Saturday. I really do. He seemed to be two steps ahead of him. Um, as much as that pains me to say because he's a horrible man. <clears throat> Stats on the game. <laughs> 63% hearts. We ended up with 17 shots. Five of them were on target. Nine corners and three offsides. And Nielsen said that in possession, we were outstanding at times, moving the ball into good areas and creating lots of chances. I was very disappointed with the two goals conceded, calling it sloppy defending. Um, he's just getting another step closer to lacing up the boots, isn't he? <laughs> he's buzzing. Mm-hmm. Warming up Christmas special, Robbie Nielsen cameo. Anyway. <laughs> so, aye. <clears throat> funny game, Hammy. 
bit of a mixed bag. Why don't we go over to you now to hear who this week's Boo Boys are? Talk away and don't talk a lot of shame. Well, the knives were out, Jarvet. The knives were out. A thread started. Gordon, Soapy and Moore. So Craig Gordon, John Souter and uh, I forget his first name, Moore, the new centre-back slash right-back slash wing-back that we've signed, just said, thought they were pants. Discuss. Um, someone says, Gordon has always been shite at kicking. Today he was even shitier. Souter looked overly casual today. Moore will have to get up to speed with Scottish football sooner rather than later or he'll be hung out to dry. Another one says, Gordon has always been crap at kicking. When did you uh, set your account up? I'd like to confirm that I have not gone <laughs> kicking. It goes on. Um, kicking has never been Craig's strong suit. I completely agree, mate, but don't think it had a bearing on the result. Unlike the various chances we squandered and Boyce twice allowing Spittle room to shoot unchallenged. Boyce getting out of it as well. But somebody says, uh, don't even understand why Boyce is in there defending. We need an outball and he should be at, he should be it. To blame a, num- a number 10 for defensive error seems nuts. I also don't agree with everyone back at corners. The wingers on the edge of the box and Boyce at the halfway line and you have a perfect counter-attack. Now, I did notice that in the two goals, Boyce was just outside the 18-yard box defending, which is a bit mad. Um, here's one for you, Jarvis. Someone says, does anyone think that Halkett is easily our best defender at the moment? Somebody replied, no. (laughs) (laughs) Another one says, no, unfortunately not. I'd like to see him warming the bench on and another centre-half brought in in January. Um, And again, the new boys, early days, but I've not seen anything yet from Moore that indicates a player with composure on the ball, distribution or defending abilities. Still think we're in for a good season, just need to sort our best team and formation. And remember, Moore's played, what, a game and a bit. Another one says, not seeing it at all with Moore. Too small to be a centre-back and never a right-back. All three of our centre-halves were beaten here by McGuinness and Gogic last week. Never have happened under Elvis and Webby. Now he says Moore's too small. He's, he's six foot two. <laughs> he's pretty big. Like. <laughs> Presley, Presley was 15 years ago. I know, eh? <laughs> Stuck in a time machine. <laughs> Um, and again, just to finish off, it's actually quite a good point, um, a wee bit. Uh, can't understand why we didn't take Logan for a year, so Jay Logan. Um, he is ideal to come in when Smith is out. Nuts that our only backup is a youngster who is out injured until Christmas. Now, I agree with the point. Maybe not Shea Logan, because it turns out he was a bit of a bad guy, but um, <laughs> yeah, like not sort of seeking some sort of cover, just sort of. Um, patching our way until January is maybe not the best, but there you go. So, I uh, everyone was bad, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I never heard Nandwili's name mentioned. He must have been outstanding. Right. He was actually quite good. I thought he was good. Yeah, I have seen him getting stick on Twitter, Nandwili, but I'm surprised not to hear his name there. Yeah. Um, I've seen quite a lot of people giving Halkett stick for the his performance against Ross County, but I honestly felt like he didn't do anything good or bad. He just had a very quiet game. I think Sewer just had to do everything, and he was very much a 
break glass in event of emergency guy just kind of standing next to him. I get the impression you hear people giving sewer stick every week because you sit in an empty room talking to yourself. <laughs> Halka. You mean Halka? I don't slag What did I say? Did sewer. I say sewer? <laughs> right. Well, that's me done then, eh? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you cancelled to get here. Um, I, so, to be fair, sewer didn't have a great game. But that's all I'll say. <laughs> uh, but you like you, you can't play one holding mid and a back four. Yeah. It just expects not to have the centre backs under pressure. Exactly. Aye. It was a total tactical disaster, quite Aye. frankly, in the Highlands. <laughs> um. Well, thank you, Hammy. What What do you think? Should we have kept Shea Logan for a season? He's a bit Cove Rangers. Nope. No. <laughs> yeah, it's a, Is it's it really... Cove Rangers? Yeah. Is it Cove Rangers? We should not be playing guys that have had to go to Cove Rangers after us. I know. But I'm sure we've we've probably said on record on this podcast that we should have kept him for this season. It was a bit of a surprise. He was man of the match about five games in a row to see out the season. Aye. I hope I'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would, we probably looked and went, he'd be all right to keep for a year or so. But I think we need to remember, he's 33 years old, signing Shea Logan to replace another fairly old right back it's not the best practice um, it would have been better just signing a wing back I guess at the end of the day although I say that I still don't really have many issues with Michael Smith I think he's fine so mm-hmm. just hope he doesn't break down again aye he's getting on so I need to watch him mm-hmm. maybe Adam McInnes can go there <laughs> <laughs> who knows who knows <laughs> I'm, um, I'm sad about it. Still sad. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> thank you, Hammy. Uh, next up, we've got Livingston at home on Saturday. Who uh, just beat bloody Celtic, but everyone's beaten Celtic when they're away from home. now, so maybe it, it was just another one-off. Uh, they have been quite hopeless away from home this season, losing three-nil at Ibrox, two-nil uh, away to Hibs, and nil-nil away to Dundee. We've drawn two on the bounce, looking to get back on winning ways. Cameron. By ourselves. Oh, here we go. Right, let's round up what was a fairly good scoring week, gents. Um, not too bad at all. So I'll run around the, the Ross County ones. Um, Hearts to score were 2.5, obviously, didn't come in. Mixed buy sales across the board there. Um, Hearts to start two up top. Well, everybody sold it, but of course it happened. It happened, it had to happen at some point. <laughs> I actually, maybe didn't, but hey. <laughs> Um, I thought we were all very confident that we'd see Cam Devlin at some point, and we did. Um, and the possession line, to be honest, I've just become far too conservative on the possession lines at the moment. They're, they're far too easy. Um, over 54.5, 63. So there you go. Um, so what that what that looked like is Instagram, Hammy, Paddy, you all got two. Everybody else got three. So pretty flat across the board. And that means Simon makes up one and starts to move himself back into the game a little. Um, back is on. Running down the scores. Simon's still last, but catching uh, with 13. Then up to Paddy on 15, who's going in the opposite direction. Was he not top like two weeks ago? <laughs> he, was top out, he was top out the first two weeks. and uh, he, went, he's, he returned to last season's form. Um, then we, we get to... Instagram have started to struggle. So Instagram and Hammy on 16, myself on 17, Jarvie on 18, and then someone's going to have to do something about these folk on Twitter because they're on 20. 
<laughs> All right. So here's your chance. This is start clawing some back here, gents. Four questions for this week. Game against Levy. Um, now, at home versus Hibs, Hearts had 16 shots. Um, and then we've already said, away uh, the weekend, we had 17. So I feel I'm going to stick around about that. And the Hearts over on shots, uh, over 15.5. Buy. I'm going to buy it. Aye. I'm going to sell it. I think Livy might win this 1-0, but I think it's going to be one of these games where the ball just doesn't go in for Hearts. Mm, don't say that. No. Wait, I feel like every game we play against Livingston's like that, or they beat us 6-0. I am also going to buy it, and I will let you know that Paddy has been positive. So that is a buy across the board, apart from Hammy, who sold it. He sold the Hammy? Well. Right, I think now, conservative. over our last four games... Um, at home, Hearts are averaging 55% possession. Away, 62% possession. Now, I think you've got to bear in mind that the home games are were Aberdeen and Hibs, and the away games were Dundee United and Ross County. So your possession line for this week somewhere right in the middle. You just cut over the games. 58.5. What, what was actually the question? Sorry. The buy-sell line for this week is 58.5%. I'm going to buy it. Um, I'll I'll buy it. Yeah, love it to score early and just fucking sharp shop. <laughs> um, we're all buying it. Uh, Paddy has bought that one as well. He's obviously still in this positive vein. Um, now I had a look. Um, and I was having to think about things that we might have seen at the weekend that might stay the same because I think that was a bit of an experiment. I'd ex- personally, I'd expect a lot to change. Um, back at home this weekend, but the one I wanted to pick was. Do you think we see Barry Mackay start again this weekend? Will Ginelli still be in isolation? Probably. <laughs> uh, injured, sorry, sprained ankle. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to buy that, I think. I think I'm think. i going to Barry McBuy. I'm going to Barry McNobuy. <laughs> I actually probably don't think he's going to fucking play but I can't go back now right? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sell it um, Tammy did you buy or sell it? I bought that I think Nielsen actually quite likes him and just to round it off um, Paddy also bought there you go I'm going with the super sub energy that we've seen against Hibs and he comes on and runs about for half an hour yeah. okay let's check him um and the last one for the week. Now, I want to know if you think Hearts will win by more than one goal. Now, we've only done it once this season, and that was the Dundee United game at Tanadice. We won 2 0. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm selling. <laughs> I think I'm going to sell as well. Oh, no. Nah, I'm going to buy it. I'll buy it. Fuck it. Got to buy. Oh, you bought everything. He's bought a lot. <laughs> but I, genuinely, I think Livingston are going to win this one. <laughs> well, one of you or Paddy are up changing your slide, whichever way you're going, because um, you have exactly the same. Hmm. Oh, fuck. Um, I'll sell that. I think we might scrape a 1 0 victory after 45 shots on target. Well, off target. <laughs> yeah. I am going to buy it. I think we see a score. Three times at Tank Castle on Saturday. Concede how many? Is this our first Saturday for your book? 
Um, nah. First at Tynecastle, yeah. Aye. Aberdeen, or was that a Sunday, wasn't it? A Sunday. Aye. First three o'clock at Tynecastle this season, yeah. You know, the last time Hearts scored over two goals against Livingston at home was in 2014. Mm, maybe After what two, you said... Maybe 2-0, uh, maybe, maybe eh? Simon, <laughs> I, I, went, I wanted to have a look because I, I, I think you were right and it goes 1-1, 0-0, 0-0, 1-0, 5-0 when we got pumped, 0-0, 1-0, then 3-2, 1-0. And that's all the way back to 2014. So, yeah. uh, very boring game, I think, on Saturday. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Is anybody anybody looking for a ticket? Um... <laughs> <laughs> we can get steaming for this one, Cameron. On three o'clock Saturday. Interesting. Aye. That throws. I mean, we've got no routine. Nobody has any routine with Hearts. We play any day, any time. It seems. Aye. <laughs> well, genuinely, I think every single game has been at a different fucking time at Tynecastle. Yeah. Aye. We've had Saturday eight o'clock, Sunday twelve o'clock, and Sunday two o'clock. Hmm. Just keeps it interesting, eh? Aye. Saturday three o'clock is ideal. Like, aye. N- nice wee, nice big breakfast. Let it settle. Pub. Aye. <laughs> Football. Pub. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Can we go back to the the start of the podcast? Just need to clarify something. So, is it a mashed potato restaurant that isn't actually a mashed potato <laughs> restaurant? If somebody <laughs> looked up the menu, please. <laughs> What do you mean it has sides? <laughs> but because not the mashed not, potato not. is the side. Oh, I don't know. Oh, you, oh, get a, um, you get a side of steak. <laughs> oh, Christ. So here, here you go, right? One of the thick, fucking hell, 17 quid. Crown of slow cooked beef shoulder with a rich horseradish infused gravy. Um, with mashed potato. I'm assuming there's mash. I would assume. And then they have they have all oh, they've got all different uh, types of mash that you put with it. Oh. You got your classic. You got cheddar cheese, applewood cheese, smoked break, uh, bacon and spring onion, whole grain mm-hmm. mustard, blah blah blah. Oh, black pudding mash. I'd want to try them all though. I need to remember, guys. This is the competition. You stop talking them up. <laughs> shit. And if you're listening and you're available, get yourself booked into Sky Lounge and get that back to number one on TripAdvisor. I'm going next month and it'll be getting five stars from me. <laughs> Even if it's cold. And <laughs> hey, the guy waiter comes out, chucks it in my face. I'll five stars. Bravo! <laughs> <laughs> Superb. Um, well, thank you, boys. And uh, thanks to Thomas who emailed us after the podcast last week um, just basically to keep that email address live in the outro uh, Cameron really appreciates that so thank you um, and thanks to Padman Productions all your editing time as ever sorry you couldn't make it this evening um, if you aren't follow us and following us on social media and you'd like to play along with buy or sell as well as follow us you can do so at hearts underscore podcast and that very busy inbox can be reached on heartspodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, feel free to leave us a nice view review or otherwise spread the good word. So until next time, keep washing your hands for the hearts. We'll see you again soon.
Iya.